Hi, this is Sandhya Mendonca and you're listening to my podcast Spotlight with Sandhya. Writers, scientists, artists, business leaders, politicians, you will find them and many other engaging people right here talking about what they do and how it impacts the world. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to rappers from Bangalore. Punjab and Tamil Nadu had taken to rap much earlier. But Bangalore seems to have caught the bug big time recently. From weekend ciphers in parks to paid gigs, Bangalore's youth are rapping about life and their perceptions of it. In the studio with me today is someone who's known as the father of the rappers and hip-hop artists in Bangalore. And he is all of 33 years old. So, hi, Smokey the Ghost. Let's call you by your real name. Sure. So... Your real name is Sumuk Mysore. Sumuk Mysore and you are an engineer and yep. an entrepreneur. Yep. And um what do you do in your day job? So I own a medical device company. We make digital stethoscopes. We take music tools like EQs, compressors, etc and we put it into a stethoscope. So it's used for public health. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you're bringing your two passions together and your profession and your passion. Absolutely. I would say together. All right. So how long have you been rapping? Almost like if you take professionally, I would say about 16 to 18 years. But uh, I started rapping when I was like 10 years old, so about 20 years. Roughly, I would say the start start would be 20 years. You know what would be really nice? And don't tell me it's going to be cheesy. Just <laughs> do one little impromptu demonstration. Sure, yeah. Um, Indian rap god, I flow like the Indian ocean. The ghost spit with bitten emotion. Biju and Hanuman, my Indian bros, we be the trinity chosen from the city of coding. So many dialects that were written and spoken. Doesn't matter what you rhyme in, our statistics were stolen. Dravidian grows like the radium frothing. Mavi Q, we twitched in the edge of a coffin. Chilling in my money, I'm in home, it's so often. Cool breezes so often that my cornea soften. So let the vibe grooving into all of your off. Sugar spice salt in the city of sauce. You know, like... Wow, I just did it impromptu. I'm so amazed. (laughs) That's really fun. So uh, hip-hop would be more... Hip-hop would be more structured like a song. Like, you know, like if I am to put a chorus on this, I'm going to get somebody to sing on this. That would be a full song that can be consumed by an industrial audience. That would be hip-hop, right? And that would be culture. So if I'm wearing the clothes and I've got like B-Boys to dance to this song and uh, I got graffiti about this song on the street corner somewhere, that would be hip-hop. That would be hip-hop culture. So tell me, why is it, I mean, you've been doing this for the last um, 18, 20 years, but why is it come into the public, uh, you know, um, mind now, you know, mind space now Mm -hmm. that there is so much of rap and hip hop happening yeah well there was there's a tipping point you know like uh, Malcolm Gladwell says it right like it's never one thing you know like we've been rapping for so many so so long we had people from Bombay do Mary Gali Me. we had Yogi B uh, and uh, Suresh Peters do Petai Rap we got really inspired by that 
Orkut came into picture where the internet really blew up. So we would pay 10 rupees and go to these cyber centers, type out raps, get like, you know, the, the interact, your Raftars, your uh, Yohani Singhs, your Bachas, they were all on Orkut. That's how it started off. And then slowly audio recordings became a thing. Audio equipment became very easy to access. We could keep one at home. You know, and we started recording like that. We used to find studios. We used to record like that. And there was a point, I think, when like Divine got really inspired by what me and brother we were doing. And he said, yeah, we can do this. We can rap. Started rapping and taking it to a commercial level. And then a movie was inspired by Mary Gali Mae, which Divine did, you know. And that's how hip hop went from just being a song in a movie just being a verse in a movie, to being a song in a movie, to being a movie. Gully you know? Boys. I'm Gully talking Boy. about Gully Boys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that really speaks a lot to the, I would say Gully Boy was like the eight mile for a lot of the people here. A lot of older people really find that medium, you know, of to understand what is hip hop very easy. Then rather than me explaining, maybe my articulation wasn't that great to my parents, you know. But they were able to understand. They were able to, oh, okay, this is what is hip-hop. This There's actually skill to this. It's not just, uh, you know, them doing something like... My mom used to say, you know, which was hilarious, you know, and it was very difficult to explain to her. But, right. but now it's more uh, porous. People have understood. You know? Tell me how was our Desi hip-hop or rap different from the one from the place that it originated, the US? Um, first of all, I wouldn't call it Desi hip-hop. Uh, uh, Desi hip-hop has been there for a long time. Desi hip-hop is like your Hindi, Punjabi hip-hop. Like that has been there for a long time. I would say what's going on is very Indian hip-hop. Like I would give it a separate classification because what makes it hip-hop, right? Like the accent, like if I am... I sound like a American guy, you know, versus a UK guy. He sounds like a UK guy. That's grime, you know. That's a whole different genre right now. So Indian hip hop, that Mallu accent should come out, you know, when he's rapping that verse. My Kannada accent should come out when I'm rapping that verse. And the content, what I talk about, the content, I'm talking about my songs are about going bald, you know. I I don't know any rap song about going bald. Um. Afan raps about in Dakni, he raps about Shivajinagar, right? Like that's that's a whole different context that an American rapper can never talk about, you know? So it's a very interesting thing that hip-hop is not, I wouldn't say the beats are the, you know, classification factor or something like that. I would say the context of it is the classification factor to make it Indian hip-hop. All right. Sounds very interesting to me. And uh, I, didn't you go on perform also on the streets yeah. of uh, yeah. so there was, New York? I, Did you perform in New York? I, I performed in New York as uh, uh, ciphers are a thing in hip-hop where a bunch of rappers come together and they rap and they pass the mic to everybody and there's no real mic uh, they just you it's know, just like, a moment it's a moment together right. and they all rap to each other and they all appreciate each other's skills so it's a very B2B occurrence you know if I may say right and uh, in Bangalore, there was a live music band yes. some some time ago. And uh, we did not have venues to rap anymore. So all these guys, a uh, couple of rappers, uh, three of them, uh, one videographer and two rappers, they came to me, Afan, 
AKX, Soup. Uh, and they said, hey, we should do something about this. So we decided that we're going to rap on the street because there's no other place to rap, you know. So we went to Kaban Park, started rapping. Was it the first known cipher in Bangalore? Uh, there were ciphers before, I must say. But this was by far the most organized. There were 150 rappers, you know, wow. that showed up, which was quite surprising for me, very exciting for me. Because now I've, like, I've always as a rapper, thought about myself, you know? But now, when I go out there, I see that so many people are rapping. It almost feels like, what can I tell you that I know, which will cut short that time that you have to learn to like make this rap better, to progress this industry a lot more. That's the goal now, you know? And that's why they call you the father of this <laughs> community. There you go. Now you know the answer. Well, I, feel, I feel old, yeah. Don't do. feel old. <laughs> <laughs> I should be feeling old, not you. <laughs> so, never mind. I'm just so thrilled to be seeing these um, voices coming out. And there's, you know, I mean, many of them could be trained in music. Yep. yep. Uh, you know, but it does not have to be. No. You just pick up the beat from the street, and, yep. so to say. And I'm, what amazes me is the level of intelligence, the level of articulation uh -huh. that it has energized. Yep. People used to think, you know, a, a poet is someone who studies literature, someone who knows the language well, who's very sophisticated. You know, they put them on a pedestal. But here, all these people, they are artists, they're poets, and they are so quick because in a cipher, they've got to think on their feet and they can't talk nonsense right it has to connect to what the other person said well, they I can. do take talk I, nonsense they can they <laughs> okay. can you know that that's the beautiful part about hip hop it doesn't have to be meaningful and struggle all the time although that is the reason why we you know started rapping because struggle but uh, it can be stupid it can be absolutely nonsense and doesn't even have to be words sometimes you know so I mean that's a mold that we have broken uh, in the recent uh, thing in the global hip-hop community. We've, we've, we've been like, you know what, mumble rap is also accepted. You know, sometimes mumble can say things that words cannot. So I, I, I recently put one verse in a song where like I was, there is a love song, you know, and uh, in the love song, this guy gets to a point where he's rapping and he cannot express himself. The emotions are too much. So he just mumbles things, you know. So uh, that, that it, it, it can be used uh, in a very interesting way. So uh, and today, today there are uh, mumble rappers in Bangalore who are doing great. The mumble rappers in South India who are amazing. Fault Kai, big shout outs to them. They are they're doing things I never thought would be could be done with hip hop. I I didn't know that mumble is a form of expression. I thought people mumble when they cannot find words to express. Sure, sure. So, Isn't that interesting though? It's very interesting. Don't you think that when they cannot find words to express, they must still present say something. something right? Yes, like yes, a, yes. Why should that be frowned upon, you know? No, I not guess. at all. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. I mean, the the gestures, the what is not said mm -hmm. is sometimes more uh, communicative than yep. what is expressed -verbal. uh, verbally. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you're yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, so tell me more about your peers. I mean, tell me the names of the well-known rappers of Bangalore. And of how, Bangalore? Yeah, mm. and, and, and you all get together. Uh -huh. um, how does it work? 
Well, uh, one, my crew was called Machas with Attitude. We were one of the Machas with Attitude. Yeah, oh, I yeah. like you already. <laughs> we were we were one of the old uh, crews from here. Uh, uh, Brother V was my uh, partner in crime there. We also had Big Nick from Chennai who was there, but he used to come down here. We used to go to Chennai a lot and do a lo- lot of rap songs. Then that was, I think, the first generation. We also had low riders who were uh, ecstasy sash. Uh, they were doing things before us. They were sort of the people who said, hey, come, let's do something together. You guys are doing something, you know. Um, then we had the third generation. I mean, I would say we were the second generation. There was a third generation, which was your MC Bijus, Ditto, SID, who really got an industry aspect to this. Martin Yo. Uh, Rati I would say these were the guys who really bought up Tindlu you know the Tindlu is there in Bangalore this area okay um, Gubi as well um, uh, Gubi Gubi comes from a different again he comes from that Orkut era you know but uh, but Tindlu was this area that suddenly started sprouting hip hop It like how Dharavi sprouted hip hop in uh, Mumbai like uh, uh, Tindlu is doing that in uh, in Karnataka but not many people talking about it yeah uh, Tindlu is in uh, towards the airport side like you know Bellari Road if you go there that is Tindlu um, but there's also that I would say that is a one kind of rap like Biju really pioneered that in my opinion like uh, but I'm sure he will say differently but I think he is the one who put the pen down and said that's 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 the style of rap you know I'll bring we call him Machine Gun Biju he's like super fast you know in his style uh, Gubi was called Carnage before he was on Orkut and uh, he has a very distinct very different style you know, so uh, I would say he's a little more in the city type of like 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 texture to his thing. That's how I perceive it. Uh, but uh, him, Raghu Weinstor, he's still active doing things. So uh, Kannada hip hop, I must say, is in a very good place, good hands, good place. I'm glad to know that because yeah. I think you know the you have to be vocal in your language, and for Kannadigas to embrace this is very. Empowering. Absolutely. Yeah. But also, I've, I've noticed that there's a lot of languages, right? Especially Bangalore is a cosmopolitan city. I uh-huh. think it draws the highest number of in migrants from Absolutely. different parts of India. Yeah. So they're all coming together and creating this little community, mm-hmm. which kind of binds people instead of separating them. So this is actually working as a glue. Absolutely. This uh, form of art. Yeah. So one very interesting thing that that seems to have developed and I'm going to be talking to one of the other rappers from One and a Half Mm. who are so much into it. One and a Half is a group of rappers that has captured the heart of Bangalore right from its name. One and a Half times the fare is what the three-wheeler or auto rickshaw drivers usually demand from the customers here. Faran, also known as Agahi Rahi, is one of the rappers from One and a Half. How did One and a Half come about, Farhan? And how does it function? Thank you, Sandhya. Uh, so about One and a Half, it's a hip-hop collective which is based out of Bangalore. And uh, it was made in 2019. Uh, AKX, Vaishnav, Pasha and myself, we are the co-founders. And uh, initially when we started off, Smokey, 
actually played a very pivotal role in guiding us and uh, making us understand you know the things that go on in the music industry and how we should be doing cyphers um, and uh, yeah it's a hip hop movement which is like a community of cities rappers beatboxers producers and uh, hip hop artists in general to come together network with each other have fun make music make projects and you know just to know each other and have a safe space so this is what one and half is all about a community you also have another group dlt mob how's that different from one and a half yeah dlt mob is a formal like more structured and a very tight pop group like it is not like a community it is bunch of friends who have made this hip hop crew together to make music to experiment with, with music to go out of their comfort zones and uh, you know like not abide by uh, like how a particular song should sound like what a particular song should have also to experiment with our own characters as an individual characters as an individual and uh, you know things like that so uh, we have been making songs which are like you know really aggressive uh, we have been making songs which are like uh, there is a goofy element to it and it's a mix of uh, you know different characters who have come together and in the coming times we are planning to release an ep and there are a lot more things planned and uh, we are a crew who has been doing their music videos also in a very diy style uh, since most of the members are like full time working as well we get quite a limited number of time to make music but whatever time we have gotten like if it requires the entire night we will be awake shooting a music videos or uh, making songs and things like that so it's going on well and for delete mob we have got an ep planned which will be coming somewhere around the next month and there are lots more uh, coming out like music videos new eps new songs so yeah it's going well and this is delete mob for you and by the way our uh, the animal that represents delete mob is a raccoon so yeah What do you rap about, Farhan? Um, so uh, we we rap about multiple things. Like there's no limitation. So when I started, uh, and uh, you know when I'm just making song as Agahirai, uh, it might be a little different. You know I have I have made my own particular style. I have talked about a lot of socio-political issues in my earlier earlier discography. But then you know I just could not be just doing it. and uh, i don't want to be known like a rapper is an activist as well and uh, things like that so uh i have started experimenting a lot and topics generally you know uh, these days we are following uh, a particular process where uh, he, the beat comes first you listen to the beat the beat communicates the emotions and uh, what kind of song you can actually listen over to that particular beat and then you start writing there are various topics recently we have made a track wherein you know it's about our the the office work that we do and what we think of it like what is the emotion that 
comes out of the office work and you know it's like a satire or uh, you can say the like a diss on the office culture as well because we are a part of it and uh, you know so songs like that and then um, different different type of songs just expressing how you um, you know think about certain things on a daily basis um, then if you're sitting with your friends you can also talk about that experience in a song and uh, there are multiple topics that you can choose from like there is no set pattern that you have to talk about this only uh, and uh, we cannot go out of it and that's also the reason why DLT mob has been created so that you know people can go out of their comfort zone and the usual things that they do do you think you become popular because you use a mix of different languages when you rap um not really sure about how popular i am but uh, mix of languages yeah i have been uh, rapping in uh, you know initially when i started off it was like uh, a pure hindi then i got a realization that you know hindi might not be my mother tongue so let me explore the urdu that i know uh, and i'm talking about urdu and not dakhani uh, because this is bangalore and uh, the a major population of muslims they speak dakhani here and uh, shout out to pasha bhai who has been doing a great job in you know reviving the language in getting the pride back to the language dakhani um, so yeah uh, i have been rapping in urdu hindi i've done few verses in english as well and uh, yeah, my recent edition is like because i'm from delhi and i have had friends who are from haryana and uh, they have a different style you know different language they talk into and um, a very unique style so i kind of learned that while i was in delhi and uh, uh, it just came out naturally i wanted to you know uh, experiment with that particular language and um, see how it sounds and it sounds pretty well and uh, so that's the latest addition that uh, is in my language and in my rap in which i write and the way i deliver the verses and the song comes out so not necessarily that uh you know it's a mix of language people might be interested people might not be interested so um, yeah i do quite a bit of mixing here and there what kind of change do you see happening because of the cyphers that you organize uh the first thing is that uh the city of bangalore is getting a name to its own hip hop scene and uh, you know because of one and half a lot of like other cities now know that bangalore also has a hip hop scene because you know hip hop is very uh, it a lot of people represent from where they come from uh, by using hip hop so you know what you represent kind of becomes like a very important aspect and a part of uh, when you are an artist especially a hip hop artist from where you come everybody asks from where this particular rapper is artist is so you know one and half is able to empower the rappers to associate themselves with something which is known across now if you say one and half a lot of people in the country they know that we are talking about bangalore hip hop we are talking about these particular rappers and um, you know it's providing a networking opportunity great friendships are born out of these cyphers and people know each other for a long time i have been knowing a lot of good artists from the city from because of the cyphers since 2019 so it's a, a great platform to meet to network uh, and you know good music comes out of it when like these artists meet we have had our 
fair share of rough things because of course we don't know uh, the people who associate themselves we welcome everyone irrespective of whatever they come from um, so you know sometimes there are people who would want to kind of give the one and half a bad name or say things about one and half that are not actually true and that has been going on but we have our own ways to deal with it we have been dealing with it and the moment sustains for like since 2019 still today we revived the ciphers back again after the lockdown and we saw a great response so that is a proof in itself that you know this name sustains irrespective of the people associated with it it's a very strong unique entity now which is very closely related to the bangalore city and uh, it kind of imbibes the you know the vibe of the bangalore city itself so yeah it it is it has uh, brought a lot of change and uh, it keeps on bringing a lot of change empowering a lot of people on a day to day basis so yeah this this according to me has been an impact of one and half ಸ್ಪಿಟ್ ಮಾಡೋ ಮೊದಲು ಕೊಡಬೇಕಿಲ್ಲ ಮುನ್ನುಡಿ ಸೀನ್ ಬಗ್ಗೆ ತಿಳ್ಕೊಂಡೋರ್ಗೆ ನಾನಾಡೋ ನುಡಿ ನೆನ್ನಾಣ್ಣುಡಿ ಹೆಸರಾದ್ರೂ ಪುಟ್ಟಿರಾ ಕುಸ್ತಿಯಲ್ ಜಗ ಜಟ್ಟಿ ದೃಷ್ಟಿ ಬಿತ್ತು ನಿಂಬೆ ಮೆಣಸು ಕಟ್ ಬಿಡಿ ವಾಕ್ರಾಪರ್ಸ್ ಕೇಳುವ ಕರಿಕೆ ಬಂದ್ರೆ ನನ್ ಬಾರ್ಜೆ ಗಂಜಿ ತಿಳಿ ಅನ್ ಇಂಟ್ರೆಸ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ಫೀಚರ್ ಇಸ್ ದಟ್ ಮೆನಿ ಗರ್ಲ್ಸ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟೆಡ್ ರ್ಯಾಪಿಂಗ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಬೀಂಗ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಸೈಫರ್ಸ್ ಸೀಮ್ಸ್ ಟು ಹವ್ ಮೇಡ್ ದೆಮ್ ಬೋಲ್ಡ್ ಅನುಶ್ರೀ ಆಚಾರ್ಯ ಇಸ್ ದ ನ್ಯೂ ಕಿಡ್ ಆನ್ ದ ಬ್ಲಾಕ್ ಶಿ ಗೋಸ್ ಬೈ ದ ನೇಮ್ ಪುಟ್ಟಿ ರ್ಯಾಪ್ಸ್ how did you become a rapper putty okay so when i was in 9th standard a friend of mine made me listen to this song called nan kannadiga that was the very first kannada rap song that i had heard and i was so thrilled listening to that that i went home searched for other songs of those artists and started listening to all of them it was fun and i felt cool by hurting them for some reason and yeah this went on for like 2 or 3 years Then when I was in second PU I met this person named Rohit Saraswati he's a hitchhiker and a storyteller who happened to be a guest for an event in my college I was excited to go talk to him and show him a video of me rapping and uh, he looked at it and told me why don't you start writing your own lyrics I was like do you really think I can pull it off and he said why don't you give it a try well uh, I took a week to think about it later i sat down wrote my first eight bars recorded it on my dad's phone made an account on instagram and posted it the same day and that's pretty much how i became a rapper you're a college student putty i'm curious what issues do you rap about i mostly write about myself and my experiences you know i've written about my school crush i've written about how i didn't feel like studying for an exam i wrote about the problems i had to face when i had just started rapping and how miserable the pandemic was how there was still hope for things to get better and stuff like that all this time i made sure that i wouldn't talk about things i had no clue about because i was afraid that i would mislead or misinform my audience about certain things but from now onwards i'd like to know and talk about issues regarding society and politics as well has becoming a rapper affected your life putty to be honest my life's been amazing after i started rapping first of all i'm no more just a random girl there are people who want to listen to my songs and people recognize me as putty and that's crazy 
and through this i got to know a lot about myself what i can actually do and what more i'm capable of doing i'm so glad that i could meet other artists because there's always something to learn from each one of them you know when i released a song of my own i realized how much work actually goes into something that looks so simple from the outside and that made me look at life in a very different way i even became a part of this rappers and beatboxers team in my college called spitfire where we all jammed and learned a lot more things corrected our mistakes we even performed several times and i got a chance to improve myself you know it's been 3 years that i started rapping and when i look back and see who i used to be and who i am now they are two different people and uh, you know hip hop has made me a better person and i'm proud of seeing myself participating in rap competitions to even judging one and knowing that there's still a long way for me to go i'm ready for each and every opportunity that comes my way being a rapper seems to be an empowering and transformative experience thank you rappers for your time today and your listeners i hope you enjoyed this episode of spotlight with sandhya as much as i did do subscribe to the podcast i would love to hear from you the links are in the bio below i'll be back soon with another interesting guest until then take care